welcome back to the Amy and St. Louis podcast, the podcast that reviews new restaurants in and around St. Louis. My name is Nick. And I'm Travis. And unfortunately, Francie isn't here with us today. I just gestured towards <laughs> this space on the bench next to me that is empty. It's but, okay. It's like bring your parents to school day when I was young. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I'm kidding. They were very sportive. <laughs> Uh, today we're talking about Uplate, a new spot that is staking a claim in a much needed area of restaurants in St. Louis, which is late night food. Nighttime. Nighttime, <laughs> yes. And we're going to be discussing that in great detail, but for now, how are you doing, Travis? I'm doing good. We're doing like a throwback style episode when it was just me and you. Yeah, it's been Man, a while. Maybe we could get a Francie fact check worked in here. You always want a fancy fact check. i know it was my favorite part and well, we did away with it well i didn't do any research so there's a good chance we will. <laughs> um you know our sandwich quest has been weighing heavily on my mind we're approaching halfway through the year there's 48 sandwiches we're trying to find and eat around st louis uh i'm at about 12 i think that I, where, where are you at right now travis uh i think i've done two i think you've <laughs> posted one of them <laughs> so uh yeah i uh i never i do you hate me or do you hate sandwiches i naively thought that the sandwich quest was something like you personally wanted to do that is not true i've got the receipts <laughs> i texted you i checked with you before we started this i was like hey do you want to do this and you were like which half do i eat and i was like just go as you want and get them i need very like strict directions or okay. i just i i fall apart all right we're gonna get on top of it now oh something else in food i wanted to tell you about have you seen that show on netflix called fresh fried and crispy i have heard of it i think i've watched one episode did you watch the first episode was it the st louis episode yes yes, okay. yes <laughs> then i have yeah i heard about the show and i looked it up on netflix and the First episode, it's a guy who was a YouTube hit who was like a dude who just reviewed fast food. Mm. Netflix picked him up, and each episode he goes to a different city and talks to the people who own restaurants there and has some of their food. And the first episode was St. Louis, and the second episode was Savannah, which I used to live in. Oh, and yeah. I was like, man, this show was made for me. And I started the first episode, and the first shot is a guy named Nick playing bocce. And I was like... <laughs> This is the best show ever. <laughs> I'm a big bocce fan, by the way. But that was the owner of Zia's. And then he went to the owner of Grace Meat Plus Three's house. He got a bologna sandwich that looked incredible. That made Rick Lewis, owner of uh, Grace Meat. Yeah. And then, um, and then Sweetheart, which ah. we've been to and is fantastic. But yeah, that was a pretty good show. I haven't. Oh, I started the Savannah episode and. They start in Hilton Head, and I was like, this isn't Savannah. This isn't even in the same state as Savannah. <laughs> it's kind of upset, but... So I actually had some big food news as well. Yeah. We recently went to Phoenix and went to Pizzeria Bianco. I saw that. And we met Chris Bianco, the man who revolutionized pizza in the United States. I don't know much about him. I recognize him when you showed me the picture, but what's so his story? He actually has a documentary on Netflix. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Netflix did a series where they talked about people that were just really passionate about their food craft. And he is one of the first episodes, and it's because of what he did for pizza. He was actually kind of the original person 
that took pizza from like the Domino's Pizza Hut style and really created this movement in the U.S. of going back to more of the original Italian style with the fresh ingredients, well-prepared crust that has that like nice chew to it. So when do you think that I'll come to St. Louis? You know, any day. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I was a little uh, hesitant because, you know, he is very famous for what he's done with pizza. But I feel like we come from such a strong pizza town that I'm like, oh, I don't feel like this is going to impress me. It did. It yeah. was very good. But uh, you talked to him. Yeah, How we, did that happen? Is that you or Hannah that <laughs> was like, uh, can we speak to the chef, please? So it happened because I am a nerd. I like to watch food shows about mm-hmm. the cities we're going to. And so I watched his documentary about what he did for pizza. And we got into Phoenix after a very trying trip. We decided not to go to the original location because we're like, there's probably going to be a wait. And we're like, we'll just go to the second location. I'm sure like the pizza quality is exactly the same. He probably at least keeps an eye on what they're doing there. And we walk up to the restaurant and I look at the window and I was like, holy crap, that's Chris Bianco. Like he is here making the pizza. Did you start squealing like a schoolgirl? <laughs> I mean, oh, we got to hand it to him. Okay. <laughs> okay so I, I, yeah, yes, I recognized yeah. it. I, I did a little bit. Yeah. And the, how I put it into perspective, it's like if you met one of the best actors in the united states you would probably be very excited me yes specifically okay yeah yeah Yeah. i was gonna say like baseball player but i'm like no you wouldn't uh, yeah no (laughs) because i'm really into acting so i was just trying to think of like some celebrity you would be and it's like a lot more people try to make pizza than try to act and we're meeting like one of if not the best pizza makers in the united states like were you like chris farley Hey, you remember in that documentary when you no. made that pizza and it was really good? <laughs> no, I just asked the waitress, actually. I was like, is it weird if we get a picture with him? Would he take a picture with us? And she's like, oh, yeah, totally. She's like, since the documentary came out, we've had like a few people like want a picture with him. Lots of nerds like you. Yeah. Well, I just think of like, you know, Rick Lewis was on that episode of Fresh Fried and Crispy. Do people go into Grace Meeting 3 and ask to take pictures with Rick? I don't know, maybe. Yeah. And so I kind of felt out the situation. Met him, super nice, genuine, like gracious person. He knew Katie from Katie's Pizza in St. Louis, and he, he knew Gerard Kraft. Oh. And it's like, oh, yes, you know, like the best <laughs> like, yeah. uh, restaurant tours in St. Louis. And he's like, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, that is not important. <laughs> <laughs> Emo? <laughs> yeah. So it was just a really cool experience. And uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I just another aside. I heard two people from St. Louis on a different podcast recently who lived here back in the day, and on both episodes they talked about not knowing if it was pronounced emos or imos. Is that something you've ever heard? No, I don't think they've ever been to St. Louis. I th- I thought it was weird, and they were two separate people on different podcasts, and I was just like, uh, "What Nick, is that?" Everybody knows it's emos. It's literally their tagline. Is it? <laughs> I didn't know. You that. watch any Emos commercial, it's like everybody knows it's Emos. That's good singing there. <laughs> Maybe I don't know if they were trying to be funny because of that line. I, I just thought it was well, odd. If they were, they failed. They failed. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of failure, let's move on <laughs> to Travis's pick. <laughs> Up late. So why did you pick this? So I have a soft spot for unique ideas. I always gravitate to the places where it's just like, huh, I wonder like what made them want to do this. Mm-hmm. And or like if they're doing something very different. 
also, I just kind of wanted to go to someplace that was really affordable. I feel like right now is kind of a hard time. We love eating out, but you know, it's gotten expensive and it's kind of gotten expensive like wherever you go. Yep. So I was like, how about for an episode, we do a super casual fun place. And I saw that Upload had recently opened and I was like, let's do that. Yeah. And I thought it was a great idea. I had not been there before. It was an excuse to go. They just opened... I mean, it, okay. When this episode comes out, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> they just opened four years yeah. ago, <laughs> <laughs> but when we first started talking about doing it, they had just opened like a week before. So mm-hmm. I was looking forward to trying them anyway and thought it was a good pick. So you might not have had up late before, but you certainly know where up late is located because they are in world's fair donuts, which is like one of the biggest St. Louis donut institutions. Which I did not know was called World's Fair because the address is 1904. Yeah, it's 1904. <laughs> I know Vandiver. our history. <laughs> so should we jump into the history of behind it? Okay, so if you're going to talk about World's Fair Donuts, and we're going to talk about this restaurant that opened in 2023. First, we have to go back. To 1944. Oh, we're not going back to the World's Fair? Okay. <laughs> Just skip 40 years. No, it's actually, so I'll I'll actually get to why we're okay skipping the World's Fair. Okay. So in 1944, a year before World War II ended, Peggy and Terry Clanton started their first donut shop in the Fairgrounds Park neighborhood, and they called it Northside Donuts. They made donuts there for 30 years, and in 1974, moved to 1904 Vandeventer, and started World's Fair Donuts. They call it World's Fair Donuts because 1904 is when the World's Fair was. So it's not really important to talk about the World's Fair because it's not like they started making donuts at the World's Fair, but pretty close. Yeah. I mean, closer than you'd think. So the history of Uplate starts in 1944 with Northside Donuts. As I said, Terry and Peggy moved to their spot on Band Adventure, and they operated until three years ago. Three years ago, that spot was bought by Jason Bachman. Now, Jason Bachman might sound familiar to you because he owns Strange Donuts. Jason Bachman is one of the most interesting people I've ever read about. I have spent a few hours reading about Jason Bachman's life, and let me tell you, it's fascinating. Did you watch his Netflix documentary? They should they, make one. It's they coming. easily could. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I'm going to throw out some things, and you tell me if you think they're real or if I'm making them up. Oh, good. All right. I, yeah, a game? I started. I have a game. All right. Okay. True or false? Jason Bachman once faced a 10-year prison sentence. I've met him. I'm going to go true. That is true. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> he is uh, super nice, by the way. Uh, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He was given a 10-year prison sentence when he was 14 years old. But the judge threw out the case after seeing that Jason was committed to turning his life around after he had gone to rehab and threw out the case. And so it led to Jason being able to pursue everything he's done. That's awesome. True or false? Jason once owned a hot dog cart outside of a stadium. I'm going to have to say true. That is also true. (laughs) That was his first venture into food. He opened a hot dog cart outside of WashU Stadium when he was still in college. Wow. You know, I looked into hot dog carts at one point. <laughs> oh, he can do it, but I oh, can't. No, no. Actually, no. yeah. One day I read that the cost of licensing a hot dog cart in New York City was something like $100,000 a year. And I was like, 
that's insane. How much money can you make on top of that? If you're just yeah. paying a hundred thousand to use the cart. And so Angie and I spent like two hours researching how much bulk hot dogs cost and all the ingredients and stuff like that. And anyway, all right. <laughs> True or false. Jason studied business in China. I don't believe that. That is true. Ah. Uh, also true. True or false. Jason owns a furniture store. <sighs> I'm going to assume it's true. It is also point. true. He sells furniture to schools. Interesting. Just, yeah. Side business he happens to have. Yeah. Uh, true or false. Jason used to build schools and hospitals. I mean, he's into schools. I know that. So I'm going to go true. True. He used to work construction, building schools and hospitals. And then finally, true or false, Jason had made donuts for years on the side before opening Strange Donuts. Uh, I don't buy it. It is false. He had <laughs> never made donuts before when he opened Strange what? Donuts. <laughs> so he always kind of had this idea of opening a donut shop. He had a love for food service from his hot dog cart. Uh -huh. And he partnered with Corey Smale. Corey went on to open Good Fortune. Mm -hmm. He has his own ad agency in-house. He did advertising for Paps Blue Ribbon. We could do a whole nother episode on Corey. Mm -hmm. But Jason and Corey partnered together and he thought about buying a donut shop. And Corey actually said, what if we just did our own thing? And that's how Strange Donuts was born. Not that he knew how to make donuts. He was up at all hours of the night trying to learn how to make donuts. He said he at one point he was open for three days, just trying to like get things right. Yeah, so a really fascinating story. Obviously, it worked out. He opened Strange Donuts in Maplewood. They've since expanded to a couple more locations. Yeah, it took off like immediately. Yeah. He has Strange Cares, uh, which is giving back to the community. He's actually a huge supporter of the Boys and Girls Club of St. Louis and Girls on the Run because he said that he always needed that mentor when he was younger and it would have helped him stay on the right path like from an earlier age. So he gives back a ton. The reason we're talking so much about Jason is that he went on to buy World's Fair Donuts. Now, you might think this is the guy that owns Strange Donuts. So he is going to buy World's Fair and make it another Strange Donuts. No, he was very dedicated. Like, I remember when they bought it and there was like a little bit of a public outcry of it. People were upset. It's like an institution here. People love World's Fair. Yeah. So he bought it and promised Terry and Peggy not to change anything. They have made a few changes. They've updated the plumbing and electric electricity. <laughs> they have vegan options now, which World Fair did not used to have. And they painted a beautiful mural behind the counter of Peggy because she was such an icon. They said if World's Fair is going to stay open, Peggy still has to be behind the counter. And so even though Peggy and Terry retired, Peggy is still always behind the counter of World's That's Fair. That's awesome. I've seen that, but didn't know the story there. Yeah. Uh, Peggy actually got a bigger offer uh, to sell it to someone else, but they wanted to start doing breakfast sandwiches and other things within World's Fair. And she said, that's too much change. I'm going to sell it to this guy that promises to keep it the same. And she was like, don't change the plumbing, but he did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... The reason we had to give all that backstory is because Jason Bachman is not only one of the most interesting people in St. Louis. Yeah, we still haven't gotten to up late. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the place we're talking about today. He is also just one of the kindest people. Did you know that Strange Donuts has a turnover rate of employees of only 2% and the industry average in food service is 130%? Wait, how does that even work? Annually. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
that's just going to show what kind of a boss Jason is, yeah. that he can keep people working there for this long. One of those people is Nathan Wright. Now, two years ago, Nathan Wright became the front of house manager for Strange Donuts. Jason always knew that Nathan eventually wanted to do his own thing. And instead of oh, empowering I, him... I feel like we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> we're almost there. Uh, so we're we're about 70 years later in history. And in this podcast. <laughs> Jason and Nathan had a lot of talks about Nathan wanting to do his own thing. So Nathan started experimenting with bringing stuff into Strange Donuts and having the staff try it. What they hit on was a late night concept. So Jason was like, I want to help you bring this to fruition, not to leave, but to be a bigger part of like what I'm doing with strange donuts and everything. So he and Nathan partnered to create Uplate, filling the gap in St. Louis of where to get a late night bite after everything else is closed. That's great. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and it's about 8 p.m. now, so... <laughs> They are open uh, 8 to 4, right? Yes. Thursday through Sunday, if I recall. Yep. Yep. So, Nick, what is your go-to late-night food? Just in general? In general. You know, we had more places before the pandemic that were open late. And since then, I just haven't been going out to get stuff, you know? Anything you, like, throw together the, when you get home The thing I will do is, like, a, a PBJ. You know? Oh, nice. Yeah. It's just something like a little bit sweet to put me to bed, you know? Well, I'm a nachos guy. Oh, so yeah. I go uh, tortilla chips with shredded cheese. You throw them in the microwave and that's what you get. Yeah. I think that's interesting because I've asked a few people like leading up to this podcast, like, what's your go-to late night? And it always feels like it's some version of a sandwich or Mexican. Hmm. And that's exactly what they're doing at Uplate <laughs> is breakfast sandwiches and tacos. Yeah. They have a very limited menu. Yeah. They have a bacon, egg, and cheese, a sausage, egg, and cheese, carne asada, tacos, and then they have an assortment of donuts. And what am I missing? Is that? They have their own beer. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Four Hands partnered with them to like put out a special beer. And this was the first thing that got me excited about this place is the name of the beer is beer. Yes. And it's just like a black label that just says beer on it. Yes. It's beautiful. <laughs> Perfect. One time I got off work and it was like a long retail shift and I went across the street to a bar. It was Celine's. Okay. And I went in and I was so tired and I just said, can I get a beer? And they didn't flinch. They grabbed a beer and put it down. I didn't have to tell them what it was. It was after I said it that I realized I wonder what beer I'm getting. So if you just order a beer and you're not at up late. Apparently, it's past Blue Ribbon. Uh, uh, no, I thought the same. When they handed me this beer, I was like, I feel like I'm in a movie, and this is a prop. Yes. <laughs> it's like a placeholder prop, too. <laughs> We're going to add the label and post. Don't worry about it. It's very funny. All right. So now that we know the long and winding history of how we came to have up late, do we want to get into reviews? Yes. Oh, I get by First review is from Nicholas Me. Oh. And oh, and these aren't from Yelp. I'm, these are from Google. They were not on Yelp yet. But Nicholas said, Get the jelly. My friend was nervous, <laughs> so didn't get it. My bacon, egg, and cheese tasted so good with it. Taco was okay, but the sandwiches rocked. 
gooey butter cake donut was good, but glaze hit the spot better. Chocolate milk was thick with two C's. <laughs> I didn't get the chocolate milk. I haven't had chocolate milk in years. I kind of, I'm going back. No, I, uh, I'm always a sucker for the like mixing Hershey syrup into like your own milk. Yeah. I haven't had that in so long, yeah. but that used to be my go-to as a kid. Yeah, we just don't ever have it around. Ben Allen gave it five stars and said, this place is absolutely fire flames. Maybe he meant to use an emoji there. <laughs> I know. That's a, he, he typed out fire flames. And I added that because here's another one from Kevin. And he says, five stars, very good, chef kiss, and then chef emoji, kissing emoji. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting pair there. We did find one negative review. Someone gave it two stars, and that's Miss Pretty to You. Contrary to all the five-star reviews, I'd give two. The menu is what it is. That's fair. Uh, we ordered the sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich, and I have had worse, but I've also had better. For $10, I was expecting something more. Also, there were menu items not available at the time, but that happens. The carne asado tacos were pleasantly good. Pico de gallo would take them up a notch, but that was not an option. I mean, she got half the menu. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the menu is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our experience. I'll go first, I guess, since you talked that whole time. (laughs) (laughs) The location we've talked about, it's a World's Fair, very centrally located. When you go there, they have a window that you go up to, a walk up. Yeah, Um, so don't go into World's Fair. It's not actually inside of World's Fair. It's like right to the left of it. a little bit to the side. But when you're ordering, you can go ahead and order before you go, because when you get there, they have a QR code that you scan, and you're going to order it through the app anyway. When we went the first time, we did that. It was a cold night. Uh, you remember when it was cold? Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> with global warming. I think that was three years ago at this point. <laughs> but yeah, we're standing there in the parking lot, kind of shivering, and the window opens up, and somebody leans out and says, "Order for sexiest man alive." <laughs> was that you? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> but I was really tempted to put in my name as second sexiest man alive. <laughs> Uh, that time we got our food, we took it home, and the, you know, short experience. Oh, okay. But I did go back again recently, and this time, because here's the thing. The food travels really well, but when I got it home, and it's in like tinfoil, and I opened mm-hmm. it up, I didn't get very good pictures. And so uh, when I went back the second time, I usually don't don't say. Could you not wrap this? <laughs> I'll just just put it in my hand. No, sometimes I have <laughs> asked them to like, hey, can you make it really pretty and try to you know th- that kind of stuff. But this time I straight up was like, hey, I'm gonna do a podcast about this. I was wondering if I could maybe like come inside and take a couple of pictures. What? And she shuts the window, <laughs> walks away, never comes back. Locks it. <laughs> No, that was after I told her what podcast it was. <laughs> but then Jason came back to the window and he let me in, cleared a little space for me, was very nice and had me set up and took a few pictures in there and chatted with him for a minute. Appreciate that greatly. But yeah, how was your experience? Well, I thought I was special because I went the first time uh-huh. and uh, this was a while back. I was shocked because Jason was working. Now, I just went through all this history about a man that owns multiple businesses in St. Louis, is doing just fine, could have just been like a money owner of Uplate. 
And he is back there working 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. Yeah. to make sure this thing's successful. I'm 90% sure that Nathan was there the first time that I was yes, there. Yes, same. Yeah. So we ordered ahead that time. So we walked straight up and got our food. Mm-hmm. There were like people uh, under a tent. It was like a little bit rainy, but they were all just standing around, hanging out, having beers. And it's like, man, this is exactly what they're hoping for. So yeah. when they opened this place, they did it with the goal of not only people late night after a bar, but they're also looking out for restaurant workers because they've been in those shoes for oh, so yeah. long. So they wanted to give them a place that after their shift ended at two o'clock in the morning, they could go get something to eat. So it was really good. Once again, took it home. Uh, there's really not a place to like sit there and eat unless you want to just like pull up on the curb, which mm-hmm. I'm sure they'd be fine with. Yeah. At that point in the night, it's pretty empty there. And so parking's yeah. really easy. But the second time we went, we felt like we needed the more authentic up late experience. So we kind of pre-gamed yep. the second time we went. <laughs> Had a few drinks and decided, okay, let's get up late now and let's see, like, what is it like in a slightly fuzzy state of mind? And so, uh, yeah, well, I'll tell you all about how it's stacked up against each other. Find out after the break. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> uh, so you want to talk about the food? Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Cut the theme song. <laughs> the food. It's a limited menu. As Nick said, you know, they have a sausage, egg and cheese, a bacon, egg and cheese, a carne asada taco, some donuts from Strange and some beer and milk and water. Are they from Strange or are they from They are from Strange. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they bring those in from their Strange Donuts location. Right now, the menu. You remember that song that McDonald's had that was their entire menu? Um, No. No? Well, when I was a kid, you could get it on vinyl. (laughs) I think this was before my time. Yeah, okay. People will remember. <laughs> I was going to try to sing it, but I don't think I can do it. Uh, anyway, they should do that. It would be a very short song. But Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we can put that McDonald's song in here that our podcast will get yes. taken off of iTunes in a matter of five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Okay, so Big Mac McDLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a happy meal, McNuggets, tasty golden french fries, regular or larger size, a salad, chef or garden, or a chicken salad, oriental, big big breakfast, egg muffin, hot hot cakes and sausage, maybe biscuits, bacon, egg and cheese or sausage, Danish hash browns, two and four dessert, hot apple pies and Sundays, three varieties of sausage, corn, three kinds of shakes and chocolate, chip cookies, and a drink, a Coca Cola diet, Coke and orange, drink a Sprite and coffee, decaf, two, a love fat milk, also an orange juice. I love McDonald's, good time, great taste, and I get this all at one okay, place. So the food. Both times we got a sausage, egg and cheese, and the sausage egg and cheese also comes with a house-made blackberry jam on top and a spicy mayo which doesn't sound like it would work together but that's man, what they call does. the late, up late, late sauce, sauce yeah. yeah we got that we've gotten a grilled cheese i've gotten a couple of the donuts uh since we've been a few times you haven't got the bacon egg and cheese not the bacon egg and cheese okay <laughs> You act like that's going to completely change my mind about this whole place. It is. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Okay. Right. And then we also got the carne asada tacos. Okay. My thought every time I've had up late, it didn't need to be this good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, when that comes to mind, when you eat at a place, that's probably a pretty good experience. Yeah. Because you bite into the taco and you're like, this is like a real authentic 
like carne asada, onions, cilantro, really straightforward taco. And they actually get their meat from one of the butchers that supplies all of the restaurants on Cherokee Street. Hmm. So they are going really authentic. I hear they have nice tacos there. Oh, yeah. It's not for me, though. <laughs> okay, Francie. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't do tacos, Travis. <laughs> So it's just like this really authentic, tasty taco. Mm-hmm. I could get three or four of those and like, there's my late night, everything I ever wanted. Yeah. But the sandwich, the mixture of the jam that has this like a little bit of tartness to the little bit of spice that comes from the spicy mayo. It's not greasy, but it's greasy enough to where at the end it, of a night, that's what you want. It's perfect. It's on a sourdough bread and it's grilled and buttery and nice light crunch to it good texture i wish they were open till the morning because it's perfect like hangover food but good at night too Um, i will say they are looking to expand their menu so they're thinking about doing sliders is one of the things that they're talking about doing and then also partnerships with other restaurants to bring in like up late versions of what other places do at like sugar fire or oh that's great yeah i got everything when i went there the first time and uh i did like the tacos but I have to tell you, like, my ideal breakfast sandwich is a uh, sausage, egg, and cheese croissant, okay? Mm. But I got both of them this time. Like, slight difference. Bacon, sure, it's great, but it's it's overrated, you know? Yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and sausage is just, like, a little bit uh, more hearty and ha- has a little bit more flavor, in, in my opinion. Uh, the bacon, egg, and cheese was incredible. It was so much better than the sausage, egg, and cheese, really? which I thought was also really good. <laughs> and it's my new favorite breakfast sandwich, period. Wow. You know? I'm... Done with croissants. <laughs> Just there. Like you mentioned, the, the sauce has a kick. It's sweet and spicy. It's not like nobody's going to say like, oh, this is too hot for me. It's just mm-hmm. a little spicy. Great flavor. Great texture. You know, the next day I kept half of my sandwich. Threw it in the air fryer for five minutes. It was just as good. Oh, wow. I'm just, I'm going to stock up on them, you know, put them in my freezer. <laughs> great sandwich. We also got a gooey butter cake donut. Very good. I got the vegan strange donut. Oh, yeah. How um, was that? It was great. You wouldn't know that it was vegan. It's chocolate, custard filled, peanut butter icing with Oreos. Uh, we haven't even mentioned, I did bring you some donuts from World's Fair. Oh. I had been researching World's Fair donuts for so long. I was like, I'm going to get some on the way to record the podcast. Oh, thank so you. I'm going to take the apple fritter, but you can have the other. You. <sighs> Do you want the apple fritter? When, we can split. When we did another donut restaurant, <laughs> Travis went on about the apple fritters there so much. And I went in and they were out and they were like, we just sold the last one. We'll have some more in about two hours. I was like, ah, I swear <laughs> to God, I've never had an apple fritter. Oh, well, we've got one in this bag. I'll let you have it. So we can split it. <laughs> Do you want a um, lady in the trampet? Uh, yeah. No, that's not good. <laughs> All right. Did, well, you, did you get the beer? Yes, I did. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a beer guy. It was good. It was a beer. I am a beer guy. Yeah. Loved it. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, man, surely they have this other places. I had it. I was like, oh, this is what I want from like a beer. It's like a light lager kind of thing, especially if you're going like at an up late time. You don't really want like a heavy stout or anything. It's yeah. just like, give me a beer so I could just keep drinking a beer. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Very good. What else we got? We got anything? I mean... Yeah, it's just one of those menus where it's like, it's short, but I just really want to get out there to people. Like, if you look at this menu and you're just like, that kind of seems fine. I don't think I ever need to try this place. You do. Like, it exceeded my expectations. 
Hannah said it's the best taco she's had in St. Louis. Really? Yeah. From Uplate. So I had in my head, I was like, let's do this place. It'll be fun. It'll be fine. Because I was like, what do you need? If you close down a bar and you're just looking for (laughs) what food is open, when typically your options were McDonald's or White Castle. Yeah, their slogan could have been, you have no other choices. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do, punk? Instead, they made it like really great. Like the sandwiches are thoughtful. The tacos are authentic. I'm just like, I'm going to get it like too much because not only is it open when other things aren't, it's also delicious. And like the sandwiches are like 10 bucks, which right now a $10 sandwich is about as good as you're going to find. The tacos are four. So if you just want to go that route, you can get like three tacos and call it a day. So I love it. I think it knows exactly what it is. It's not trying to be something it's not. And for that, I think they're going to be hugely successful. Yeah. I mentioned our sandwich quest. We have a bacon, egg, and cheese on that. that and I, I already had a place that I am like loyal to, that I, a restaurant mm. that I love. I was going to get their bacon, egg, and cheese. I already had that checked off. I hadn't gotten it yet, but I was like, that's our bacon, egg, and cheese for sure. I know it. Then I had this one. Every bite, I was like, Andrew, I don't have to do this for and so, yeah. What, what was that? I, I might have to do this for our bacon, egg, and cheese. And obviously, I am. It was so good. And you have to go back. You have to get it and get them both just so you can compare. Now I know. I've got to try it. Yeah. I just think it's cool to see, like, cool people do cool stuff. And Thank like, you. Well, yeah. Not us. Oh. <laughs> no. J- Jason just has such an amazing story. He seems like he's so good to, like, so many people as far as, like, both his charitable giving and like how loyal his employees are. And the fact that, you know, this is something that him and his front of house manager, like he did this to help him start something that he Mm -hmm. wanted to start. And I just think that's so awesome. And I love even more that we can genuinely say like the food's incredible, like go not just to support, but go because it's amazing. Yeah. I should also mention my old friend, Adam does illustrations for strange donuts. He's been with him since the beginning love his stuff and he does all sorts of like little side things for promotions and stuff. Oh, that's, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, uh, nothing but good things to say. Jason seemed to have a good vibe. The whole place does happy. They're here. You know, I did a little bit of research into what places are open late night recently. Oh yeah. I'm going to put a map out. So like go here for sure. But there are some other places if you're like across town or just want to jump to somewhere else. I think this is the only place that's open till four. Oh, Most okay. of them are just pushing past midnight, barely. But yeah, it's great to have them. I hope they keep going and expand. Yeah, well, and hopefully, you know, it's good to know that it holds because maybe we can like get some stuff for Francie to try since she's usually not awake between the hours of 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. So <laughs> You know that she's out more often than we are. That's she true. Is, <laughs> she's out right now partying. She's a social butterfly. <laughs> Flapping her wings. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Follow us on all the things that you follow people on. If there's a new restaurant you think we should go to, please let us know. We're here for you to do your research for you, to eat your food for you, to chew it up and baby burn it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, leave us a comment on our Instagram or on our webpage. We read them. Eat local, support local. But most importantly, only listen to local podcasts. <laughs> and if you happen to be in the Grove and you happen to stop by Travis's favorite pizza place. <laughs> Tell Mitch I said hi. <laughs> <laughs>